0: I guess you notice we have some different screens up today. Um, I hope you don't mind those. I hope they're not intrusive to your worship experience. Hopefully they're helpful uh, to your worship experience. I want to thank all of those. They'll go unnamed to put in countless hours to get this ready. I really appreciate it. And uh, it couldn't happen without uh, a lot of work. We still will have some kinks to work out in the days ahead uh, to make everything work right. But I just do appreciate... Uh, all the effort that was made to to get it ready by Easter Sunday. And we appreciate you being here. You know, Easter Sunday is a happy day, but it's always a sad day for somebody. You realize that? It's always a sad day. We lost a church member this week. At the end of the week, Jimmy Bates passed away. His funeral will be Tuesday uh, at Siegler Funeral Home. Uh, It'll be at 11 o'clock. The visitation is just prior to that. First, for his family and then for the community. So, you be in prayer for that family. It's a sad time. Always sadness on Easter. The hope that we have is because of Easter, the hope that we have. But you know, that first Easter Sunday morning began uh, without any hope at all as I read the Easter story to the children from Matthew chapter 28, uh, verses 1 through 10. And so, you could have come to church this morning for a variety of reasons. But hopefully, you came looking for Jesus. Maybe today is the day that you set aside to give God one more try. So you laid aside your regular activities, and you decided to slip in church quietly, maybe even inconspicuously, and look for Jesus. So we talked to the children about looking for Jesus. And we asked them, could anybody be here today that might be looking for Jesus? Hopefully you are. So we want to talk about those women that we read about this morning earlier in the Scripture, uh, the two women who came to the tomb where the body of Jesus was early on a Sunday morning. They made that journey out of sincerity and love and out of a deep sense of need in their own lives. Uh, and, and they made that journey. They went to the cemetery looking for Jesus, but they were really expecting less. That's right. They were looking for Jesus, but expecting less. And you'll see what I mean as we consider their story as it appears in Scripture. We're going to look at some verses in just a minute. And as we uh, talk about these verses, I want you to think about whether or not you might be walking in their footsteps this Easter Sunday morning. You came here looking for Jesus, maybe, maybe, Or maybe you're expecting something less than that. You know the story by now. The man they thought was the Messiah had been brutally beaten and crucified. Uh, The the, the hope that he stirred in their hearts died with him. And so duty and devotion brought them to the tomb that morning. Not faith. They were not there because they had faith. Uh, They were not there because they had hope. They were simply there because of their grief. And they didn't expect to see Jesus we're going to see this in the Scripture. First, we'll just look at Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came, and it says simply, they came to look at the grave. Have you ever done that? I'll do that in the next couple of weeks. My dad's birthday is April the 15th. Probably somewhere around his birthday, I'm going to go and look at the grave. I'm going to have that experience that they had. I'm going to have that experience that you have from time to time in your own life. When you just go to the cemetery and you stand there not really expecting to see anybody, you just go and look at the grave. You go there and you want to gather some memories. You go there to grieve. Maybe you go there to give thanks for the relationship you had with that special person. So first, they just came expecting to look at the grave. They came expecting the place of their Lord's presence to be a place of death. They came to stand in the, in the early morning silence of that cemetery. They didn't expect anything earth-shaking to have happened. They didn't expect an angel. They didn't expect to see any evidence of the power of God in that place, in that cemetery, where death had always reigned. And so, I think it's that way on Sunday morning still, on Easter Sunday. We come to this place that you think might be, it might be, the place of your Lord's presence. But really, isn't it true that it's sort of always been a place of death to you? You've never experienced God's power here. And so you came today as you have in years past, just to be that silent observer. Maybe you came out of duty because you had to. You had to take up the offering today. You had to teach your Sunday school class today. It's sort of an inconvenience for you. Maybe you came out of devotion or even out of a deep sense of need in your own life, but you really didn't come expecting anything earth-shaking or life-changing to occur. You didn't come expecting a display of God's power or or a manifestation of, of His presence. Like these women, you came to church on Easter Sunday morning, maybe, quote, looking for Jesus, but really, really and truly expecting less. They didn't really expect to see Jesus, We see in the Scripture in Mark chapter 16, verses 3 and 4, they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. So the second thing they expected to see, they expected to see a a sealed tomb. Now they came with a deep desire. Let's not underestimate these ladies. They came with a deep desire to express their affection. Mary Magdalene's life, the Bible tells us, was transformed by the Lord Jesus. She was one of the ladies at the tomb. The Bible tells us that she had seven demons in her, and Jesus had cast those demons out of her life. She was different now. She was a changed woman, and she was there to express her gratitude by anointing the body of Jesus. Love and devotion brought her to the tomb. Uh, But she wasn't even sure she could get in. And she certainly didn't expect that Jesus could get out. But these women came fully expecting their efforts to to be thwarted by an immovable obstacle. You know, you come and you say, well, we'll bring some stuff, but we're probably not going to be able to do it. Because that stone is in the way. They came expecting to encounter a problem that had no solution. There'd be nobody to roll away the stone. And so we come to church that way more than not with some extremely large problem in our life, some inner insurmountable difficulty lying across the highway of our life, we consider it as we leave home, shake our head in the face of it, knowing that nobody can solve it, nobody can move it, nobody can help us with it. Maybe you came to church that way today, just like they came to the to the tomb that morning, expecting that stone to still be there, expecting there be no way for it to be moved out of the way. So... You didn't come expecting a supernatural solution to your situation. You you came maybe expecting a little divine sympathy. Maybe God will feel sorry for me, but not expecting divine intervention. You came looking for Jesus, but really, really expecting less. They didn't really expect to see Jesus. The Bible says, Behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But they didn't expect that. They didn't expect to see anything in that tomb, especially not to see Jesus alive. They came to expecting to see a lifeless corpse. The last thing they expected was an empty tomb. They didn't expect to hear from a divine messenger. Uh, Mark chapter 16, verses 5 and 6 says, Entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. He said to them, Do not be amazed, for you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where where they laid Him. So it began as just a routine visit to the cemetery. They'd been to the cemetery before. Just like you go to the cemetery. They knew what to expect. They came looking for Jesus, but they never expected, they never expected their hearts to be stirred by a word from God. I think on Easter Sunday, people come, you know, we come and we have for years. Let's just face it. We have for years. We We get us some new clothes and we come and we come on Easter Sunday and we come to church and we do the church thing and we sit in in the First Baptist Church somewhere with our family and our friends and we have a happy day and we eat and it's a good day and those are all important things. But we don't expect anymore our hearts to be stirred by a word from God on Easter Sunday. So what did you expect today? Did you expect the same old songs and the same old routine, the same old sermon? Did you, you expect to come and pay uh, your respects to a crucified Christ as you have on countless other Sundays to a crucified Christ? Then you've come here looking for Jesus, but really expecting less. You see, they didn't really expect to see Jesus. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16, verse 1, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they could come and anoint him. You know what they wanted to do? They didn't really have time for a funeral when Jesus died. Do you realize that? They just had to whisk him down off the cross because the sun was going to be setting and the body needed to be buried before sunset. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus took the body and they whisked it away and they laid it in that tomb and these ladies were coming back because they expected to have a small, private funeral. That's what they were going to do. Their day was planned, their agenda was set, but the, the resurrection of Jesus turned their plans upside down. They expected a body, but not somebody. The angel said to these women in Matthew chapter 28, verse 5, "...do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus." who has been crucified. He is not here, for He has risen. Just as He said, Come see the place where He was lying. Go quickly and tell His disciples that He has risen from the dead. And behold, He is going ahead of you into Galilee, and there you will see Him. Behold, I have told you. And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to report it to His disciples. But the Bible says before they could get there, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they came and took hold of His feet and worshipped Him. They didn't expect an encounter with Jesus. They didn't expect Him to speak to them. They didn't expect to fall at His feet in worship. I'm sure that most of us came here this morning with our whole lives laid out before us. We've got plans set for our future. Some of you came to see Grandma. Grandma but not to have your life turned upside down. You came to pay your respects to a risen Christ, but didn't come, really, didn't come expecting to encounter the risen Lord Jesus on the morning of the resurrection. These two who knew that Jesus had the power to heal, who knew the authority with which He preached, who had personal experience with His power to change lives, they came to the tomb looking for Jesus. But really expecting a whole lot less. Are you looking for Jesus this morning? Is it reasonable for us to assume that the same Lord Jesus who walked with His disciples in the New Testament walks with us today? Is it reasonable to assume that the Jesus who said nothing is impossible with God would say the same thing to us today as He said in in the Bible to His disciples as 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 the Bible promises in the Old Testament that nothing is impossible with God, that God is indeed not God almost, but God Almighty? You came here looking for Jesus. Should you be expecting any less? Should you expect to come here today and and, and experience His presence, to have Him touch your life, to speak to your heart. That's what we need, isn't it? We don't just need to come to church and, and go through the motions because if that's all there is, then there's not a lot of life in church, is there? The life of the church has always been in her risen Lord who shows up. He shows up in the midst of His people. That's one of the things we looked at on Wednesday night in our, uh, in, uh, in our, uh, in our Bible study. Uh, we looked at a passage of Scripture that says, you know, uh, Jesus said, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and, and I will love him, and I will show myself to him. And the word is the same word that means to, to manifest his presence as risen living in the midst of His disciples. It's like Jesus walking up when, after He was crucified and He came to His disciples and, and they weren't sure, sure it was Him and He said, look, it's me. It's really me. I want you to look at my hands. I'm showing you. It's me. That's the experience that we need to hope for. You say, Brother Eddie, do we need to visibly see Jesus? No, we don't need to visibly see Jesus. I love a passage of Scripture in, in 1 Peter where Peter says... For you, although you have not seen Him, you love Him. Even Peter in the New Testament said, we're not seeing Jesus, but we love Him. And we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory because every day they experienced the living presence of their Lord. They experienced a Lord who could handle the problems in their life. They experienced a peace, the peace of the Lord's presence in the midst of their problems. And you can experience that too. But first, you have to have a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever had such in your whole life? Or have you just come to church? Did you just join the church? Or have you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? The risen, living Lord is in the midst of His people. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered together in My name, there am I in the midst of them. Let's pray that he'd speak to somebody's heart at this invitation time. That somebody's heart would be stirred. That somebody's life would be transformed. Let's pray together. Lord, this is your day. This is the Lord's day. It's why we call it the Lord's day. It's not the Lord's day because it's a day of the week. It's the Lord's day, Lord, because you rose on this day. And you still stand sovereign over the circumstances in our lives. And Lord, here we are, weak as we are. We can't make people know your presence here, Lord. We can't do it. You must manifest your presence. You must reveal yourself to one after another of the people who are here today. You must speak to people's heart. You must touch that dad's heart who needs to trust Jesus as his Savior. You must touch that young lady's heart who's never, ever heard you knock at the door of her heart but today Lord you'll be knocking not because of some songs and not because of a sermon Lord but because you are here and you love these people who are sitting here and you love all the people in this community and you're reaching out to them with those nail-scarred hands saying look it's me I'm alive I want you to know me and experience me Lord we're looking for Jesus but you're looking for us. And so I pray that today, Lord, you might have success in reaching that lost person who needs to trust you as Savior today. In Jesus' name I pray.